Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The information and opinions you hear on the Dell Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Dell Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Dell Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Dell Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Well, today, my friends, we have what we call the Tell Dell Show, and that's where we have one of our members or staff or mentors come on and talk about uh, their success and their background and their history and so forth. Today, we have a great story. I've got a gentleman who's been a member now for a long time, actually, 2004. I'm trying to think how many years back that is. 16 years I've known this gentleman and his wife. And they've been active members on and off and uh, very interesting story behind them. So let's welcome today Cliff Odom. Cliff, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks, Dale. Thanks for having me. God, you got a long history with us, Cliff. Yeah, I do. I would say I'm a slug. I should have been rich and gone a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. You've always got an approach. You have an attitude to what you want to do and where you want to do it and how you want to do it. So today we want to kind of figure that out and get it out here for everybody and share your approach to life and so forth. Why don't we start with when you and Bev uh, first decided you were going to do something? Because that seems like you guys have been doing that your whole life, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, you know, Bev and I both, uh, her family and my family have always had rental property. And it's always we've always had jobs. Our parents have always had jobs, and it's always been a second uh, stream of income for them. And so when uh, when I found out when I joined Lifestyles is that our families have always done it pretty much wrong. What they've done is they bought real estate pay, cash or paid it off, and they ran it like that. And when I joined Lifestyles, I learned a whole different way of doing it. You know, they would look a guy in the eye and say, "I think I can trust this guy," instead of doing background check. And there's a lot of things they did wrong. So learning, joining lifestyles enabled us to actually learn how to do real estate the right way. You know, that's funny you say that. Just think about this for a second. Who is probably the most trustworthy person you can 
meet or think of when you first meet him. And I would call that a con man, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Hey, man. So I, Go ahead. I'd love to sit down and have a, have a drink with the guy, but I don't want to do business with the guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because they will. They will talk your pants right off of you, and you'll have your underwear on your head with the brown stripe in the middle in no time at all, man. They just right. they've got it figured out. So you did it that way for a while because that's what your parents taught you. And how many years did you do that, and what were the results with that? Uh, Bev and I bought probably a couple of a couple of duplexes in a house uh, when we lived in Virginia. Uh, one of the houses that we bought, we bought for five hundred dollars at an auction, and that actually worked out pretty well because you know the upside was so was so much there. Uh, but we always had problems with our tenants, and they were always uh, you know you meet them and they do really well. We made some decent money when they paid, uh, but uh, it was not something that you can stake your future on. Uh, not doing it that way. Well, it's a good good idea that you guys kept your jobs. Huh? <laughs> just, I don't yeah. know. Just, I'm just laughing with it with you, man, because I've seen so many people do the same thing. <clears throat> Even when you're entrepreneurial, and you you know you probably grew up, not a lot of people around you were buying rent houses and so forth. Um, but just that one little mistake of who you put in it makes a big difference, huh? Yes, it definitely does. So, um, what made you decide to look into Lifestyles Unlimited? How did you hear about us? Okay, well, one of the things that you know, our approach is a little different than a lot of other people. You know, when you talk about uh, you work your job, a job you hate, and then something happens to you, they cut your pay or fire you or whatever. So we never had that. And that's kind of the thing I keep talking to uh, people like me about. You have a job you love, a job that fulfills you, you still need to do something on your own. You know, when you leave work, do you sit down at 6 o'clock in the afternoon and flip channels, or do you do something to help yourself? So we've always, like I say, have always had rental, rental property, or we've always had businesses. We still have other businesses besides rental, rental property. And what we decided to do is build our, the first thing we did was set up how much money it takes us to live every month. And then we said we're going to set ourselves up so that we can live on just one of our income. Then we said we're going to set it up so we can live on just, uh, you know, the smaller of the income. And then we looked at the rental real estate and found out we can live on just the rental real estate and our salaries are basically extra money. And so that enabled us to put a fair amount of money aside and do something with it. Like I said, later on, we ended up buying an apartment complex with it. But that enabled us to get our financial life in order. Because I believe that in any individual, you have a, a business in yourself. You know, your house is a business itself. It brings in income and it has expenses and you try to have a profit at the end. If you run your your life like a business, then this is something that uh, that means that that will really help you get there. And I was you know, listening to the radio like everybody else and heard the Lifestyle show and said, hey, these guys actually know how to do it and do it right. And so that's when I decided to join. And I went to the, to the uh, free workshop and went to the two-day, and we've been going ever since. The interesting point that you make, um, I think we should probably revisit it since you made it so well, uh, that we don't make very often, and that is most of the people that show up at Lifestyles have had that moment that come to Jesus moment, that reckoning when, you know, boom, the world kicked you in the teeth. And, you know, I know when I lost all my money in the stock market and other people lost their jobs, there's all kinds of things that are the stimulus. But you never had the stimulus to go out and do something different. So it's an interesting point. Um, you just worked your way to it. Maybe that's why you've taken the slower route. I mean, 14 years, you should have been like a trillionaire by now. I think, you know, you don't even, exactly. you could be a, you could be a billionaire. That's, that's, the truth. 
that's that's the truth. I believe that I went as slow as I did because I liked my job so much. And that's what I'd like to talk to, you know, uh, people who, like executives, the people who really love their jobs, just think about that. You don't own your job. You know, I, my dad told me a long time ago, he said, your office is not yours. One day you're going to leave it. You're going to get fired. You're going to quit or you're going to die. It's not your office. It's not your job. It's their job. So what you need to do is have something that's yours and you can control. And that's why I had the real estate on the side waiting for the disaster to hit, and it just never hit. And I think if it did, I would have, like I say, moved a whole lot faster and been bigger than I am now. That's very interesting. <clears throat> I'm, just, I'm trying to put my arms around that because I didn't know that's where this conversation was going to go today. But I think that is really uh, an interesting point. Um, the people that like their job and have good jobs, have well-paying jobs, aren't thinking about saving for retirement or not even thinking about retiring. And your point, which you thought was really, this is profound if you think about it, Cliff, is that I didn't want to get wealthy because then I'd have enough money to, I could quit. And you really didn't want to quit. You were self-sabotaging is what you're saying, right? That's right. Wow. That's the first interview I've had like this. This is interesting. I'm glad you came on today. Self-sabotaging. That's a new point I need to bring up in the real estate business. Yes, are you out there making a good living? Have a great job. Enjoy what you're doing. And so, in part, self-sabotaging your retirement. Wow, that even comes off like a good sales pitch, doesn't it? <laughs> That's right. It is. And, and, and those guys need it because what will happen is when you finally do hit it, uh, this is one of the things I figured out. When you get to be so high in a, in a corporation, you've got nowhere to go. You know, I was at the point that if I wanted to advance, there was one person above me, and that was the the president of the company. In order for me to go higher than him, he had to either quit, get fired, or die. And so I have nowhere to go. I can't go lateral because there's a guy in that spot, too. And if I left the company, I'd have to – there's not that many jobs out there. So you end up working your way to the point where you're at the top of, of a funnel, and there's nowhere to go if you want to leave that. So you need to take a look at something for yourself so that you can move. Do you feel like, and let me see if I have enough time for this question. Now, do you feel like when you're that next guy, there's only one above you, that you pose a risk to that person? Uh, not really. Uh, if you do a good job, they want that guy in that position doing a good job. One of the things about corporate America is, is you're taught to have people below you that are good and smart at, the, at that level. You want people below you who are good and smart. And if you got somebody good and smart, what you then you curry is his loyalty to you. So as long as you're loyal to the top, guy at the top, and you're good at what you do, you don't have you don't really have a, a any any risk in your job. I got you. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So let's call loyalty um, a negative name. What would you call a negative name for loyalty? Kissing up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a fair amount of politics in it. So you got to be the good guy. Yeah. yeah like, all I'm looking for is I'm looking for some stimulus for some of these guys out there to get good jobs. I'm saying, hey, right. there is a reason to think about the other side, which is, like you said, what if all of a sudden you just get fired, right? And then yeah. you've got nothing to fall back on. Whereas you, you having a great time doing what you like doing, which I'll bring up when we come back from the break. Yeah. Uh, a little story about that. We'll take a short break. We'll be right back with Cliff Odom and the Dell Wompson Radio Show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. 
You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today is Cliff Odom. Um, Cliff's out of the Houston area. And uh, he and his wife, uh, Bev, have been doing this now for quite a few years. And at one time they got up to as many as 10 houses. Now they have a small apartment complex and a couple of houses. And as we went to break, uh, we were just sort of touching base on this concept that uh, people that have good jobs sort of self-sabotage themselves out of thinking about their future uh, and maybe because it's, if they could be so successful on their, you know, there's investments to where they could retire, they really don't want to retire. And, uh, what Cliff is saying that he and Bev have come to the conclusion of is they don't want to retire either, but they just keep wanting to grow their wealth is basically how he presented it to the point where their passive income equals or exceeds their earned income. Uh, I'm going to bring us back in here with Cliff. Cliff, welcome back. Thanks. So um, one of the things that you and the wife told me in one of your little stories was that uh, one of your goals in life was to buy a house, nice house, in the neighborhood where all the bosses worked or lived. All the all the presidents of the company lived in nice neighborhoods, and you as the engineer just wanted to live in the same neighborhood. Tell us a little bit about that dream and that's how it became true. Yeah, what happens is, say for instance, you get a job, you get a 1,500-square-foot house, very nice house, nice neighborhood, and you live there. Now, your boss does better. He lives in a 3,000-square-foot house in, in that neighborhood, and it's really nice, too. But his boss lives in a you know neighborhood with 5,000-square-foot houses. And we were in a 3,000-square-foot house at the time, and I showed Bev a house in the 5,000-square-foot houses and said, hey, this is really nice. And she got mad at me because she said, you know, you can't afford that. So we ended up being able to afford it because one of the things that, that happens when you when you do uh, rental real estate is your income gets be- be- bigger and bigger, and you can live the lifestyle of somebody who's higher than you in the company, and it doesn't fit right. You know, when I told the president of a company that I was moving in his neighborhood, which he, he does too, he said, well, how can you live here? I said, well, I have other things going on too. And the thing is, he said, well, well, how do you do that? I said, you make more than me. Why don't you do it too? He said, but I don't make twice as much as you. <laughs> and the thing is, is real estate can make you live the lifestyle of a place higher than you are in the company. And that's something they they can't really wrap their minds around. You know, one of the guys is the was the president of, of our career office, and he was living in this neighborhood because he didn't want to go there. He just ran it from, from Houston. And he was, like, amazed that I was able to be you know, around the corner from him. And, you know, one of them was talking about is a mini Dale house. It's, it's, it's the house that when you move in the neighborhood, when you drive in the neighborhood, you say, wow, look at that house. And that's the house that I have in that kind of a neighborhood. Uh-huh. And uh, so he was, so he lived in the neighborhood, but he wasn't even in one a house like mine. 
So the thing <laughs> is, he couldn't wrap his mind around it, and they can't figure out how you do this. And they ask you all the time, and you tell them, and they say, well, I've got a vacation house. No, we're not talking about a vacation house. We're talking about rental real estate, the you know, uh, investment real estate. Yeah, they really don't understand the difference, that's for sure. And I, I don't think they really want to. Like I, when, 30 years ago when I first started teaching this stuff, I found it very difficult to get anybody to believe that this stuff really worked. Now, 30 years later, and God knows 50,000 clients later, and probably five other real estate gurus out there right now that came from my course that are now national real estate gurus, it, it's now people believe. You know, it's just been around long enough that people can get their arms around it. But still, if you've not gotten to the inside of the information, you still don't get your arms around it. What made you decide that you guys wanted to move from houses to buying a small apartment complex? Uh, when we did the two-day, you know, you asked what's the epiphany, and I guess that's another question you'll ask later on, but I'll tell you yep. now. We did, on the second day of the two-day, when you explained uh, uh, apartments, I said, wow, this is something that we really need, need to take a look at. Uh, I, I took my son, Dominic, who uh, graduated from Texas A&M uh, with double majors, very smart kid, and when I took him and he was in high school to the two-day, and you did a second day on, on apartments, he looked at me and said, is that true? Because he just couldn't believe it. <laughs> uh, so we knew that in order to get your uh, your economies of scale, and if you want to grow like you want to go, you kind of got to do a part. You really need to do that, and uh, so that's what we decided to do it. Um, we uh, there's one of the things you do when you join lifestyles is you get with a consultant. One of the consultants of lifestyles there, and they go over your financial statement, and they give you uh, they tell you where you probably need to go from this point. They don't tell you to do it, but they say it looks like in your financial statement you need to either buy a, a house or two need to be a passive in a real estate deal or whatever you need to do. And the consultant looked at mine and said, you need to buy an apartment complex. You need to buy as big as you can. All by yourself. Uh, just be an IRO. And uh, when we looked at that, we said, okay, let's go ahead and upgrade to, to, to the preferred membership level and buy an apartment complex. And that's kind of how we got here. Wow. Who was your, who was your mentor? Do you remember? Uh, John Ridgeway. Uh, Johnny Lama. <laughs> Johnny Lama. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. That's a good one to have. So um, let's talk about this. Uh, you said that that was your epiphany, that you need to go to multifamily, so we covered that. Let's go to the next level and say, what did the, what was the fly on the wall when you and the wife came out of the? Did Bev take the two-day also? Uh, yes. Uh, we've taken the two-day dozens of times. And the first time is probably the, the others you're trying to pick up things you didn't, you didn't get. The first time is where, we, where you probably want to be at a fly on the wall because she said the exact same thing I said. Uh, we had the discussion. Should we pool everything, go in the multifamily, and leave leave the corporate America and just go ahead and go, you know, 10 years ago? And we, we talked about it and said, it'll always be there. Let's just go ahead and work our jobs. And what we plan on doing is work until we hit a disaster and we would move. This is the problem. I started buying the houses. My income started getting to the point where basically I could cover my expenses with my rent house. And when that happened, I started doing my job different. Uh, I didn't do my job to make my boss happy. I did my job because what needed to happen needed to happen. So I would do the things that needed to happen, and my boss would be surprised that I took care of a problem before it even occurred. The year I got to that point, I got two raises and a, and a promotion within one year because of the job I was doing. And that was because I didn't care if my boss liked me or not because he fired me. Oh, well. But I did what I did it because it needed to be done. So it actually made me a better and better employee by me not having to rely on the job for my income. 
And that's one of the things that I think also didn't help anything at all as far as getting me where I wanted to go. It just made the company a better employee. You know, what you're saying, uh, Cliff, is so true. I remember after, you know, I used to work because I felt like I had to work. And, you know, you go in there and you, you work hard and you do your job and you're smart. That's good. But when you come away, when I quit and then realized that I didn't need the job, they needed me more than I needed them, going to work was different. I was going there creatively, like you're saying. And, and I guess that's a, a word I would use for what it was. It was looking for ways to do things better as opposed to just doing what they tell you to do and shut up and fit in kind of a person. And uh, the job almost became creative and fun at that point. And, of course, that's when you're really good at it. You excel, like you're saying. So I get what you're saying, and you just kept growing and growing and growing. We're going to take a short break. Uh, when we come back, uh, let's talk about uh, what steps you took to get into the apartment business and, you know, how you, you and uh, Bev had got involved in that. Also, um, down the line here somewhere, let's not forget to talk about your kids. I know they're a big part of your life, and uh, find out where that all took off and went to. Okay, so we'll take a short break. Be right back with Cliff Odom and the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Talk 1370. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Dell Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today is Cliff Odom on the Tell Dell Show. And uh, we're discussing um, his rise from single family into multifamily and also his approach, which uh, we've already covered in the first two segments. If you want to catch that, go on to uh, get to our live podcast and uh, pick that up. So, uh, Cliff, as we come back here, let's talk now, if we can, about coming out of the two-day. You had the aha moment. You and the wife decided it was time to do multifamily. Where'd you go from there? Uh, well, what we did when we came out of the two-day, uh, one of the things I'll tell you is that you and I have the same birthday, not just month and day, but month, date, and year. So we're the same age, and everybody born that day and time are very smart. I was smart <laughs> to marry Bev. Bev told me, she said, I don't want to have a rent house and have it go empty. So we did the single-family houses. One of the things we did was we made sure we, we bought it, fixed it up, got it rented, and then we got the next house. Some people buy three or four houses at a time. We didn't do that. That way we could manage what we had. And so it was very conservative, but it made sure we never went back in our pocket again to ever spend any money on the property, the enterprise funded the enterprise. 
And we did the same thing with, with, with the apartment complex. We got into the, to the uh, multifamily. Uh, one of the things we wanted to do is make sure we didn't get to a point where it was a problem for us. So we bought, we started selling the houses and taking the money. We couldn't 1031 it because we needed to, uh, the time, the time wouldn't work. You couldn't get rid of 10 of them unless you did it in a bunch in enough time. But we took some of the money that we had from that and money that we had from other places and we decided to go in and buy as, we didn't want to buy as much apartment complex as we could. The problem you went into is you want to buy a 150 unit apartment complex. Every every uh, syndicate out there is looking at 150 units. I don't want to buy 10 because it's too small, and I would wrestle with it all day long every day. So I said, where is a sweet spot? Something that's too big for most human, most individual humans to actually acquire because it's just too big for them. And what's too small for syndicates to want to deal with? And I came up with a number of about 50, 20 to 50, somewhere in that range. It's big enough so you could probably have a staff, but it's small enough so that the big guys won't be fighting you for that. And so what I did was I got the the competition out of the way, and that just worked for me. It, you know, it's not advice for anybody. That's just the uh, the metric, the uh, the calculus that we went through to try to figure out what we wanted to do. So we ended up finding this apartment complex. Uh, it was a sweet little deal. Uh, we actually did it on a road show, and everybody fell in love with that. I wanted to buy it, uh, and if and I didn't build it, but I did find it, and I used Lifestyles Realtors to find it for, and we ended up buying it, fixing it up. And we got some financing, and this is one of the things a lot of people are afraid of. They say, I, I will get in trouble over my head if I buy a apartment complex. There is financing you can get that helps you along the way. I knew I had to turn it around. There were some people in there that we really didn't want, and there was some maintenance we needed to do. And while I was doing that, suppose I ran everybody off, which I very possibly could have done. Uh, my financing was set up so that if I did, could not make the, pay, the payments for, for the mortgage, they would take that and apply it to the loan as opposed to calling a default. So I could not default on the loan. There was money in the loan also to do the fix-ups I needed to do. So it was a, really a no-win, no-lose situation. If I went in, I was either, if heads I win, tails you lose kind of thing. Uh, when I went in there, 30% of the people had to go. I threw 30% of the people out of the apartment complex. And my income went up by 9% when I did that because of the <laughs> additional risk that I put on them. So, and that's the kind of thing you get from lifestyles. You know, you can't figure that out yourself. You don't learn this as a as an engineer at Exxon or whatever. You learn this from people who know how to work it. And like I said, Johnny Lama knows how to run apartment complex. If you listen to what your consultants say at lifestyles, you can set it up so you have a really good deal like I ended up having. Uh, and so we ended up doing that. We refinanced out of that initial loan and got a, a loan with just the, the rating term, uh, the amount of money we had in it. We went out. And so we started running an apartment complex and making a fair amount of money off of it uh, for just me and my wife. Okay. So uh, how long have you had this apartment now? We bought it in 2015, refinanced it in 2016, uh, seven, right, at, right at the end of 2016 out of the interim loan. We've been having it since 2015. Okay. So um, what kind of things did you do to it? I mean, obviously, you kicked out the people that weren't paying. It's, a, it's an interesting thing, <laughs> just for the people listening out there. you, you got to understand the, the backstory. you got 30% of the people getting rid of us because they're not paying. And so to get rid of them doesn't make your rent go down. It makes your rent go up because now you're going to put somebody in there that's going to pay. Uh, people just don't get that. They say, well, I can't get rid of these people on vacancy. Well, you already got vacancy. It's called economic vacancy. They're not paying you. 
right? So it, yeah. it, it seems it's a scary thing to do. I think you're making the point, you know, as, a, as really a, a common non-belief. In other words, you don't know. You'd be afraid to do these kinds of things, but you're right. It's you just got to do them and believe that that's the right thing to do and the system will take care of you. So that that's a good thing. So you, you got rid of the bad people. What did you decide to do as far as your upgrades for your property? Uh, we have a C-class property, uh, but we we make them upgrade to a, basically a B-class property. Now, this only fits for us because of where we are in our situation. So I might invite people to do it. We put in granite countertops. We put in vessel sink. We put in... Uh, uh, not ceramic tile, but uh, uh, porcelain tile. Their ceramic tile, if you chip it, it's red inside. It doesn't look like the top. But porcelain is the same color all the way through. So what happens now is it never has to be replaced unless somebody just basically takes a hammer to it or something like that. Now, when we did the make ready, uh, it's cheaper to put, say, carpet in. Uh, so you try to go cheap because it's cheaper for what you're doing right now. We did was said we're going to do the upgrades that make it easier to manage because your NOI is what you're really trying to improve. If I have carpet and every third person that comes in after replace the carpet, it's a big expense. But if I use uh, uh, the the uh, the tile, then I never have to do it. Start with a sweeping mop and you go. Sweep mop, uh, touch up the paint, clean it up, and it's ready to go. So it made it cheaper to manage the property or to run the property as opposed to cheaper to do the make ready. You also make it more attractive for people to come in. So whenever somebody walks into my apartment complex, they say, I got to stay here. I mean, I'll give my firstborn child to stay here, especially <laughs> at a class property in, in, a, in a, a tertiary tertiary market in, uh, in that town. Everybody wants to be there, and that's, what I, and that's where we run it. Best product, best price, right? Exactly. Uh, best product, best price, best people. Because what happens is C people don't want to live with B people, and B people won't live with C people. Uh, it's probably different here. That That's absolutely true. That is true. Exactly. Right. We yeah. call that so birds of a feather you, flock together, right? So, Right. It, but what happens is they're going to want to say, I don't want to live next door to the guy that, you know, is is playing his radio loud and throwing grease out the front door. I don't know, stuff like that. And uh, so I don't have to deal with those people. Everybody in my property is the same class of person. And the class of person is really a person who would like to be in a B but he probably doesn't want to spend the money on it, and but he can get a B right now by renting from us. Hmm. I've got I've got people who've been there for twenty years, and they were all thankful that we bought the place and we ran it like we ran it, like we were like we're running it. Absolutely, you know it's so true about that birds of a feather thing. I'll tell you a short story just so we can laugh at it. Uh, you know the neighborhood I live in. You've been over to my house, haven't you? Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. Um, then the, there was only like one or two lots left in the subdivision. There were really bad lots right up against the creek where it floods. And, uh, so they sold it to a lesser, they sold a lesser price house to somebody there. That's the way to put it. Um, because that's all they could get somebody to build there. And lo and behold, they built the house and the people moved in. And all of a sudden for the first time in 10 years that I've lived here at this house, nine years, whatever it is. These people were parking their cars on the street with two tires in the grass and two tires on the street. And I just drove by that and I go, that looks so slummy. It really irritated me. I couldn't even believe it. Why would we got like 20 car garage and three driveways and every other house in the neighborhood has at least a four. That's the minimum number of car garages. This guy's got a four. But yet they're parking their cars on the street. And, you know, you would la you laugh at me because every other street in any poor part of town, everybody parks in the street, right? 
Right. It bugged the crap on me. So much so I called the Homeless Association and told them, you got to get these people to take those cars off the street, man. That's how uppity I got from this situation uh, about this thing. But what, what I'm trying to make the point was, even at every level, birds of a feather flock together. So you, right. you're not going to be able to get those higher rents on one person. You've got to get those higher rents across the board to everybody because people want to live in a place where people don't park cars on the street or in the grass, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, whatever thing it is in that neighborhood that makes it either an A, B, C, or D class neighborhood. So you're absolutely right on that, and that tears it up. So you've got it all turned around. We've got to go for a break again. We'll come back. We'll get back in this when we get back here. If you want to call in, our number here is 866-582-9933. If you want to call and ask a question specifically of Cliff, welcome to. We'll be right back with Cliff Odom, the Del Wamsley Radio Show. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today is Cliff Odom, a Lifestyles member out of the Houston area. And uh, Cliff has uh, been sharing his story with us. Cliff, I wanted to ask you, how many kids do you have? I've got one son, Dominic. One. He's uh, yep. okay. graduated from Texas A&M with a double major, very smart kid. And uh, he's now working as a consultant somewhere. How can you be a consultant? You don't know anything. You're 12 years old, but you're making big bucks doing it. <laughs> <laughs> what is he? What is he consulting? Uh, like one of the big consulting companies uh, that that consult with different companies. Uh, if you're going to buy a company, if a company's going to buy another company, they have to have somebody who runs the numbers for them and stuff. And he kind of does that for them. Ah, follows his daddy's footsteps, huh? Uh, better than that, he already flipped his first. He flipped his first house and made a hundred thousand dollars about a portion. So that's the kind of kid he is. <laughs> How old is he now? Twenty-four, twenty-five. Wow, twenty-five-year-old driving around the Porsche. Yep, that's his house. <laughs> uh, well, he's got a house too. He's got he's got a house as big as mine. No kidding. Yeah, he, he's just a big kid. He's smart. Wow. That's because his dad was born on the right day of the year. <laughs> That's right. And he's heard all this stuff. Uh, I guess I took him to the true day. And uh, he was like, you know, is this really true, Dad? So, you know, he's, he's going there. But I'm going to hope, hopefully he gets there before he gets six, you know, 60 years old and starts sooner than that. So I'm talking to him. Well, you know, it's uh, one of those things where he's he's happy. He's, he's doing good things, and good things are happening for him. And so he's going to be in that same uh, situation you are probably, where he's just not all that excited about getting excited about quitting and retiring. Retiring doesn't mean anything to him, you know? But, but hopefully it doesn't hit the ground if it does go south because he'll have to have something to fall, fall back on, which will be something that will push him up instead of just letting him satis- uh, uh, just survive. Yeah. Well, you know, they, they say that uh, you can't really – 
you can take a horse to water, you can't make a drink. It's the same thing with a kid. You can't force them to do what you think they should do. They got to find it out on their own. I was that way. You were that way. We're all that way. At one time, you you know, you don't follow right. exactly what your parents told you to do. So speaking of what do you want to do here in the last segment of the show, where do you want to go with all this? What's your plan for your life since well, you're my same age, man? I know. Well, what we've got here is uh, the, the one of the reasons that departments make so much money is it's really under leverage. And I've been told that before, and I kind of realized that. Uh, so what I'm in the middle right now is a, is a refinance. The reason, and I talk about the enterprise funding the enterprise. And so we, I talked to the, the mortgage broker. And I said, give me three prices. I wonder how much is it if I get the most cash out of this property I can, say a million dollars or whatever. Like, what's the most I can pull out? And then how much can I pull out and the payment stays exactly the same? Say it's half a million or whatever. And then how much can I get in cash flow if I just do rate and turn what I have left? Because I'm an old guy. I'm a, I'm a senior citizen. So maybe, maybe I just want to stay with this one. And so we came to an agreement, and I'm going to pull some cash out. And I said, do I pull the cash out and do another arrow? Uh, or do I do a lead? And one of the things I, I do know, if I do an arrow, it will make me happy. If I do a lead, it actually will help more people in lifestyle because I can bring more people into a good deal as opposed to just making myself happy. So what we're going to do is pull some cash out and use that into an, a lead uh, going forward. So we were at the expo. We kind of did the uh, the aspiring lead uh, thing, and I've got some people that are interested in, in going with me. So the next thing we're going to do is do a lead on a property uh, in the next in the next year or so. You know, this COVID thing hit, but uh, it kind of pushed my schedule off a little bit. But the next thing I'll probably do is do a lead on a, on a different apartment complex. Wow, that's great, man. That's that's coming full circle from taking right. and learning from John to giving back and being a leader yourself. That's full circle. The last thing for you to do, you know, is to be a mentor. That's uh after you get this deal done, and you've had it for a couple of years, I'll probably come knocking on your door, and we can take our wheelchairs somewhere and talk about being a mentor. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. So that I'm old age is cr- Yeah, I feel aging, too. I'm, I'm talking about that all the time, you know. It's like they, the bones don't get younger. Everything right. else around you is getting new, and you don't. Just doesn't, doesn't seem fair, does it? But no. we had our day. We had our run. And we did it, so it's been there, done that, and now you get to turn it over to other people and help them. I like that, that you're going to do that. That's positive. So any idea what kind of, what size project you're thinking you want to do? Well, you know, there are rules on percentage of cash you have to have in the deal as a lead, so we're going to follow those rules. And we're probably looking at uh, probably 100, anywhere from 80 to 150 uh, mm-hmm. 160 and some of that range, depending on the deal we get. Now, one thing I will do, I will not buy a bad deal. I'm not going to buy it. This is the only thing out there, so I'll buy that anyway because it's the only thing out there. If it's not a good deal, I'm not going to pull the trigger, so it may take me longer than most people. And I don't need a paycheck. So a lot of times they'll pull, a, pull the trigger because they need a paycheck. So if, you're, if I'm in a deal with you, I guess it's not a sales pitch, but it's just how I'm made up. If it's not a great deal, then I'm not going to do it. So if you're with me, you're going to get a good deal. And Belle is, is, is probably worse than I am about it. You know, she, she beats me up about making sure that the, the uh, returns are there. But uh, it'll probably be in the 100, 150 unit uh, size that we're, we're looking at trying to get. Wow, that's great. Well, if you find that deal, you let me know. 
I want to be one of your buddies. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and that's not a promotion, folks. I'm not advertising this deal. Don't even think, don't even go there. No, I'm just just saying it's. Uh, I've known him for a long time, and uh, he's someone I would want to do business with. Um, so, what do you got Bev doing now? Is she still working? No, we've got a. Uh, we started another business about three months ago, and that's why she's not able to come on. She's running around trying to do some stuff, getting it going, and. Uh, she was going to try to call in from the road, but I guess she couldn't really, really get it get it made. Uh, but yeah, uh, we always have had businesses, but she's working one now, and she's doing really well with it. Excellent. Well, tell her I said hi, and uh, you got to get get on back. It's, it's too bad that we have this COVID thing going on, huh? How's that affecting you guys? Uh, as far as rents, we have 100% rents paid every month, and what's happening is people are actually paying earlier because. There was a guy whose lease expired, and he moved during this COVID. People in the complex, they got through him out. So all of a sudden, they're paying early. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I got people paying early. Uh, not me, but uh, John Boriak had this little deal where he was giving away a TV. If uh, they draw for a $100 TV each month after everybody paid early got in on the draw. Well, thanks for being on the show. Really appreciate it. Thank you for being a member. And the rest of you out there, remember this. It's not the money. It's the lifestyle. Teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.